This so, last one, I think it was Lydia's call, was really quiet. Yeah. And we were still pretty loud. Mm-hmm. That's Yeah, I got to ride the volume better on that shit. Got to ride the volume better. I got to ride the lightning. Old scrapes. I got to chase the dragon, ride the lightning. And do the do. <laughs> Playing the theme song. Trying out a new thing. We don't hate, we just do what we supposed to do. We shut it down. Judge us it down. Hi, welcome to Telefriends. Welcome to Telefriends, where Welcome we to listen to the calls you leave at 304-518-JAMS. James. My name's Casey. I've heard all these calls. I picked out my favorites. <laughs> I played favorites. I picked them out. <laughs> this is my co-host, Bo. Hello, Hi. Bo. Hi, my name's Bo. I haven't heard any of these calls, but they're all my favorites. Well, there's been a reoccurring uh, segment on the show since Reboot, that, uh, which since is one episode. Reboot. Yeah. <laughs> Last week, we talked about some... Vanity license plates, and there's one we couldn't figure out. Yes. And that one was the Nackley Beamer. Yes. N-A-C-L-Y-B-M-R. Mm-hmm. I have news about this. I also have news about oh, this. Oh, shit. And it's called call number one. <laughs> Follow-up call here. N-A-C-L-Y-B-M-R. Yes. N-A-C-L being salt. Salty Beamer. N-A-C-L... Why BMR on a BMW? Salty Beamer, right? What do I win? <laughs> Bye. <laughs> oh, man. What does she win, dude? Uh, what do you want? What do you want? You got to ask for it. Ooh. D- you de- demand your prize. Okay. Fuck. Within reason. Right, because sh- shoot very low. <laughs> yeah. The- and preferably make it like phone related. We're kind of doing a thing here. For sure. Keep it on theme. Okay. I don't have news about this. Never mind. So did you figure it out too? No. Uh, that same caller texted me. <laughs> was okay. Like, salty Beamer. And I was like, oh shit. But then I kind of like, was like quiet about it, hoping that she would call in. Yes. But I don't want to like fucking, you know what I mean? I don't want to like be like, hey, call that in. You know what I mean? But she did. Okay. But she did elaborate a little bit on the text message. Like maybe they bought it with settlement money or something. Or they live by the beach, and it's yeah. actually salty. <laughs> yeah. Or they bought it to get it. Yeah, get back at somebody. Yeah, man. I'm willing to buy an a salty or an a sal- salty beamer. Oh, that's 100 percent what it is. Salty beamer. Yeah. Yeah. And it's rad. Like I kind of yeah. love it. I yeah. I'm 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 I I, I like it too. I'm it, here for it. it. But the thing is, you know, they get asked a billion times. Do you think they're a chemistry teacher? No, I think they're. They have a they have a clever Isn't friend. Breaking Bad fans. <laughs> they have a clever friend. <laughs> I think. I mean, uh, yeah, little uh, too smart for the room. I think for the room being uh, the personalized world. license plate. <laughs> world, the world at large, for sure. No, that's fucking awesome though. I was never gonna get there. No, no, no. I was never gonna. Get, I was pretty happy to see that call. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, well name, done. You win whatever you want. Name your prize. Yes, we should have some kind of like prize bag. No. The, yes sure uh we should have one of those tanks that people get in with the, it, like the bills the shit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
you had, to, you had to come over and jump in the tank and grab bills while we were audio or recording. Whatever we put in there. <laughs> <laughs> Looks great. <laughs> Audio podcast. <laughs> we'll bike them up, throw them in the, the yeah. vacuum tube. Dog. I, can I just tell you, I got a billion fucking jams to play right now? I got a billion jams to play right now. Uh, do you have a food related jam? No. Do I? No. No, I don't. <laughs> I, I have a lot. What? what so you, so you feel. You feel. <laughs> I know this is you as a person, Bo. Uh huh. You feel a great joy and need. Yeah. To introduce people to songs that you like. Uh, yeah. You're kind of a music guy. I try to be a music dude. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we've got a different kind of recommendation. Okay. Engine firing on call number three. So, you know, when I was growing up, uh, one of the greatest things was when you would go to the mall and you would go to the food court. And when you went to the food court, it was this mecca of all of these things. You could get a burger. You could get ice cream you get a it was amazing a big loafer there were all these options chinese food next to pizza a big loafer <laughs> i know i've spoken about the big loafer on this show before <laughs> what did the big loafer sell you could a big loafer a big loafer what you could buy the big loafer at <laughs> the big loafer what, was it a shoe no it's a, it's a delicious sandwichy type thing all right or you get a pizza roll is either that or the big loafer? What did you get? I'd either get the pizza roll or the big loafer. <laughs> Who ever heard of such a thing? And then as I got older, right. I realized that I was just eating a bunch of crap. There was nothing but crap in the food court. Gonna have to respectfully disagree, but keep going. At the mall. Now, fast forward where we are today, and all of a sudden, uh, food halls are becoming a hot, hip, and trendy thing. True. And it's basically a fancier food court. So I went to the one that just opened in Austin Fairgrounds the other day, which is basically, again, just like a, a fancy food court, and it's actually really cool. I never thought I would say that about a fancy food court, but it's really cool because you can get sushi and ramen right next to a place where you can get this fancy tacos from a taqueria that has venison pabil, or wait, it was boar pabil. I don't know. It was a pabil, but it's a taco <laughs> with brown rice horchata and churros, and it's amazing. The flavors are best, and these are some of the best restaurants in town. They've got a Dai taqueria where you can get the fancy stuff like the tacos and the stone ground blue corn masa tortillas. You've got the ramen place. It's the same guy that does Kome Sushi and Daruya Ramen, which okay. is great stuff. You've also got Contigo that has some of their standards. They didn't really change much. They just kind of brought some of their stuff over there. And yeah, they got the Dewberry Hills Chicken Dog? How I need to know. How lazy, Contigo. Good. You like Contigo. And the next thing about Henbit, which is the same group that did Immer and Rye, which is one yeah. of my favorite restaurants in all of Austin. Huh. And it's really nice stuff. Not to mention Antonelli's Cheese, where you can get... A really expensive grilled cheese and tomato soup. I mean, $16 for tomato soup and grilled cheese. I haven't tried it yet, but it better be awesome. Then there's Easy Tiger where you get bread and sandwiches. When did food courts become, like, cool again? Because all the ones in the malls are dead, but everybody's <laughs> talking about food halls. I'll tell you. I don't I... know. It's just stuff I'm thinking. Yo, thank you for your call, homie. That's, that, it's exactly the call I was looking for. <laughs> um Yo, I'll tell you when they got cool. Because I know the answer to this question. Yeah. 
Do you know? Because do you think the same thing that I think is that this shit, like Whole Foods, did this? I've never thought of it, but sure. My thing is that like Whole Foods invented that model of being like we're pretending we're a grocery store, but really we're a food court. People with money, <laughs> fancy people, <laughs> want to do shit like poor people do without doing the shit that poor people are doing. You think that's what it is? Yeah. Ah, you're okay. So you think it's a high low aesthetic thing? You think yeah. it's a Huh. See, I think it's like, like oh, what the cafeteria experience and those kind of fucking places appear. See, I don't think it's that at all. I think it's that people go to Whole Foods and they're like, I want to fucking like pretend like I'm going to make this fucking food at my house. But really, I just want to eat shit. And so then they like Whole Foods were like, we got you, dog. We'll, we, you can get a pizza, a taco, a fucking sushi, mm-hmm. whatever. It's all like pretty good. You know, we're using this shit that you we have in our store or whatever. And then like. Food halls, I think, are just the next logical step of being like, you're not actually there to fucking buy groceries, man. Like, you know? Yeah. You know, it's like everyone, everybody wants to do a public thing, too. It's not the sitting down at a restaurant yeah. experience isn't a th- isn't as appealing a thing as it is, like, a bunch of people milling about and bumping against each other. And- That's more appealing to you than sitting down at a restaurant? No, not for me. <laughs> I, I'm not going anywhere. I mean, I mean, a giant bowl of Frosted Flakes in my kitchen. Oh, that sounds good. Yeah, man. It's called Casey's. It's the best <laughs> restaurant in town. <laughs> I'm saying I think it's the social aspect. Is okay. feeds into this thing, too. Um. There's also the thing about like like look at me I'm eating this baked potato in a sushi bowl <laughs> my friend's got a pizza look, look, crazy. At, look at me look at the good time we're having well see you and I uh, when you and I and our wives get together we're often at Whole Foods because it's like we don't have to fucking decide yeah, as a what, group it's the easiest place to yeah, go it's, it's like, like fucking there's everywhere. a bunch of shit like you're gonna like something there and that's yeah. I think the other beauty of the food hall. Um, also, we don't eat before we record the show. I'm fucking so dying. Fucking hungry. This <laughs> call is killing me. I don't know what Venison Papil is, but I would tear <laughs> it down right now. I don't know if I could follow you down a, a, for a, a $16 grilled cheese and tomato soup, though, dog. I mean, not if I'm in a place that has other shit. Like, <laughs> right, yeah. yeah. If, I go there, if I go to this food hall like four times a week, I might get around to that. Uh huh. But if I go to that food hall four times a week, I can't afford $16. <laughs> like, I need to be at work. <laughs> That's the thing. It's like, that's the other thing. It's like, if you work downtown, the thing about this place is the food hall's downtown. I don't know about you. I avoid going downtown if I can. Um, there ain't a lot going on down there. Well, there is, but it's just so hard oh, to the lights park, are bright. man. Like, <laughs> I, there's nothing that, that I want to be part of going on downtown. There's ever. shows and shit sometimes. I don't go to fucking shows. Fair enough. Fair I'm enough. in my kitchen with my Frosted Flakes. Yeah. A Casey's. I, it, I, I combined pops the cereal mm-hmm. with honey smacks the oh cereal god that sounds so good and it's the fucking best man i've been eating a lot of cereal yeah sounds like sounds that way yeah i've been i've been i've been uh who I've goes been, to shows people go this is austin texas live music capital of the world man people go i don't buy it <laughs> all right <laughs> you want to take a jam break real quick oh uh, fuck yeah do me out this is a uh, summer's cauldron by xtc the song that casey needs to introduce during the intro of it it's good It's got a long intro, though. It does this for 45 minutes. It looks that way. (laughs) This is the song you were thinking about all last week? Yeah. And I was like, you should bring it in this week? Yes. You sound stoked on it now. Maybe you're over it. I don't know, man. No, it's pleasant still. I never got into XTC. Me either. 
This is like, this might be the only song of theirs I know. Drowning here in summer's cauldron. Alright. Under mats of flower lava. Please don't pull me out. This is how I would want to go. I'm not mad at this at all. Yeah, man. It's got a nice little groove to it. into this I try to listen to the rest of the album no not happening didn't do it what 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 was the deal it was a little much <laughs> so this doesn't sound this is this song isn't indicative of what XTC sounds like it wasn't for me I didn't get real deep into the catalog fair enough I like a song that has the part where it feels like someone's falling down the stairs and still trying to finish the song. Oh, yeah. It's like... (laughs) (laughs) Okay, we're fine. Does K-Tech enjoy this one? Yeah. This is is on uh, K-Tech Playlist 2. Ooh. Number one reached 100 songs, so we moved on to number two. As we know, 100 songs is about eight hours of music. Um, Number two, we're, we're going for more upbeat numbers. That makes sense. Yeah. So I wanted to talk about this just real quick. I wanted to fucking can we can I have a moment? I'm sorry. I know I'm derailing the whole shit. <laughs> you had a plan. You came in here with a plan, and I'm fucking it up from jump. Uh, I just wanted to. Can I advertise a thing I did? Sure. Because there's a thing that we'll will see. be live on the internet uh-huh. um, tomorrow. Tomorrow <clears throat> at uh, at this website called the RS500, where it's like uh, a website where um, fe- it features new reviews of the albums on the Rolling Stone 500 Greatest yes. Albums of All Time thing. and uh, It's people I, going back and re-reviewing them. Right, 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 right. So I re-reviewed um, Beastie Boys' Paul's Boutique, which is coming out tomorrow. On the your review was a shrug emoji. I thought you could have elaborated <laughs> a little just, bit. Eh. <laughs> I, so I just wanted to play this real quick because it's fucking, um, you know, you, you were you a Paul's Boutique fan? It's like Not a polarizing record. No, nobody was. No. Um, but eventually, yeah, now it's probably my favorite now. Weirdly, I think Hello Nasty is my favorite right now. I know. <laughs> See you later. <laughs> uh, you know that song Shake Your Rump? It's track two, but it's like the first one that you can kind of hear. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it opens with this fucking drum fill. And I was like researching that, that, that record to do the review. And it's um, that drum sound comes from a song called Funky Snakefoot by Alphonse Mouzon. Mm-hmm. Duh. It goes like this. Is this Funky Snakefoot? Yeah. Can you think of a better name? No. Like the bass is so weird? Snakey Funkfoot? (laughs) (laughs) So yeah. Um, it's 
fucking dope, dude. I want to start another podcast, so we just use that as an intro. <laughs> right there is where we start talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so yo, go to the RS500. Go to the RS500. It's live now. Uh, when you hear this, RS500.com. Yeah, the RS500.com. Check it out. The RS500.com. Yeah, T H E R S. The number five zero zero dot com. Back to the show. <laughs> so. Yeah, sorry. We, I'm so sorry. I feel like I fucked the whole... No, that's fine. Okay. So we've covered that you're a music guy, Bo. Mm-hmm. But you also did your time in the, 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 the movie minds. Yeah, I did. The salt minds of movie opinion. As did you. You and yes. I both. You worked at a genuine... That's true. ...weirdo video store. That's I, true. I worked at the ch- both the two biggest chains of... Yeah, but you almost don't get... You wouldn't... I'm in the streets with the people. <laughs> You're in your ivory tower, is what I'm That's saying. really true. <laughs> Play call number four. Okay. Gentlemen. Gentlemen, I love you both, and I'm glad you're part of the club where your first child is a baby girl, because God damn, is it the best. <laughs> Welcome back, Will. Um, I'm not saying don't have more kids, but really, we are all very blessed by our oldest, beautiful daughters. Bo, welcome to the fucking club. Thanks, Doc. Casey. Hello. Will. Will. Obviously, usually, always cussing before. It's like I say my name through cuss words before I even say my name. It's a bad calling sign. I'm sorry for going blue hmm. in light of your guys' beautiful daughters. Might be running, but here we go. Okay. Here's what I do. They're not uh, there's things I love, and this is through things that I love. I'm going to start a fucking fight with myself. Okay. David Lynch versus Paul Thomas Anderson. <laughs> Who reigns supreme? If this was Iron Chef of, of the like art house movies, Who's going to come out on top? Who I want to be Chairman Kaga and like bite into a reel of both Daga? their finest films. I was thinking so fucking long and hard about this the other day. And I really, and I hate to say this, I know, I hate to say this, I think they beat out, they both beat out Quentin Tarantino. I mean, if we had all the Iron Chefs come out of them, they were Iron yeah, yeah, yeah. directors, there'd be we, Tarantino. They could that. beat them. But I'm getting right down to the brass tacks. The top two, let's go with Paul Thomas Anderson. Uh-huh versus David Lynch, and the winner has to fight the Coen brothers. Shit. I would like your thoughts, gentlemen, <clears throat> on how this epic battle of my heart... I don't have to make these decisions. My stupid brain tells me I do. That, it's not a real thing. I understand is... that. But if we are judging subjective things that we love, let's figure out the one we love most. Who's better, Paul Thomas Anderson or David Lynch? Thank you, gentlemen. Take it away. I have a quick okay. answer for this. Yeah. F- first, out of the gate, wh- where do you stand at the beginning? P.T. Anderson, for sure. Me too. Yeah. It's like no question. That's been telephrased. <laughs> <laughs> do- we should talk about why, though. Yes. I'll- so, <clears throat> I think if we're going for uh, who's the most influential, mm-hmm. I think David Lynch has him by a mile. Okay. Uh, but that's because it's not 20 years from now, and we're not watching the movies that the people who are influenced yes. by Paul Tam- by P.T. Anderson are making. Because we're, way, we're Can we agree it's P.T. and not Paul Thomas already? Why what did it become Paul called, Thomas? He was yeah. P.T. That's Paul? Mr. Paul T. Pauly T. Pauly T. <laughs> Pauly T. Andy. <laughs> but uh, here's the thing, is David Lynch has some fucking stinkers okay. under his belt, right? Like, You're not a David Lynch guy. Like, uh, like fucking, I'm not a, oh man. I'm about, so, I'm about to kick the hornet's nest. I don't like Twin Peaks The Return. <laughs> I've never watched Twin Peaks. I don't care about Twin Peaks. Man, Twin Peaks, the first season, is the best shit ever. Uh, Twin Peaks. I think second. it only works if you watched it somewhere within a decade of it coming out. Fair enough. 
Like, I went back to it, and it's like, I get it. I can see why people were really into this. Yeah. I don't have time for that bullshit. Get to a point. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking pick a narrative thread. But, here, okay, so here's my other thing. is like, one, Paul Thomas Anderson is P.T. Andy. P. Pauly T. Andy? Pauly T. Andy. Pauly Tandy. Paul Tandy. Paul Tandy. Uh, I have not seen the movie The Master. Okay. Have you? I have not. Okay. No, I have seen The Master. How was I it? I haven't seen The Phantom Thread. I haven't either, but, you know, I got a new Warden kid. Master's fucking great. Okay. So, then, I'm going to take what you're saying as yeah. the truth. I have mm-hmm. no reason to doubt you. Uh, I know and respect your taste in music mm-hmm. and movies. Um, music and movies. Mm-hmm. Paul Tandy yeah. is the only director I can think of who's batting a thousand. Play call number six. And yeah, final consideration. I don't think Paul Thomas Anderson has ever made a bad movie. Yeah. PTA, I think, is sitting like 10 for 10 or ever many films he's made. He is. Six, three, I don't know. Well, it doesn't matter. The point is, he never makes a bad film. And the question then becomes, if he's never made a bad film, yeah. are his films as good or better than David Lynch's really fucking good ones? And that's the fucking crux of it all. I mean, like, yes, God, Bo, I'm sorry. Dune isn't a perfect movie, but... Yeah, f- there's a piece of I shit mean, movie. I Head is pretty amazing, maybe not perfect. Mahal Drive is pretty close to a perfect film, and the fucking straight story is amazing. So, is the combined works of Paul Thomas Anderson as good as David Lynch's great films? Continue. So, I'm thinking about this, and maybe P.T. Anderson, Paul Tanderson, Paul Tandy? I guess the hard eight, his first movie isn't is his worst, but that's because it was hijacked. Yeah, from him. Well, yeah, but that's the thing. It's like, what the fuck's going on when you're, you know, right, right, right. It you has your, the bones you, of a good you movie. Spend your entire lifetime, yeah. making your first movie, right, and that's your worst one. Yeah, like, that's fuck. fucking. And it seems like the real autobiographical one that he made, like his real first film, is Boogie Nights. Yeah, and it's like, get the fuck out of here. Yeah. That's a perfect movie. Yeah, and it's clearly a person who's already decided that they're not interested in succumbing to any kind of notions of what he should and should not be doing. It's like 17 hours long. It's like, yeah, it's got fucking Mark Wahlberg. He, I mean, it's a great movie. And it's Mark awesome. was very good in it, but fuck you for Mark Wahlberg. <laughs> <laughs> it's your fault. Do you think it's, a, I think, I kind of think it's David O. Russell's fault. He didn't help. He didn't help. But I, because I think that Mark Wahlberg as directed by David O. Russell is everyone's fantasy best friend. Yeah. And, I think that's really the problem. I will say yes. I would say there will be blood is fucking. I see. I, I first of all, I disagree with Will's premise. I think Mulholland Drive is like the first time Lynch sort of starts doing David Lynch. Yeah. Um, I think that Lost Highway is his best movie because it's fucking so fucked. Um, <laughs> but I'm looking at his movies and I'm like, Pete, Paul Tander, you got his. He's got him dead to rights, man. Yeah. Like, yeah, his his. His high points are higher. Yeah, for sure. And I think that in 20 And his years, low points are higher. His you low compare points their worst are, movies yeah, and compare yeah. their best movies. Mm-hmm. And I take Tandy every time. Yeah, dude. Tandy I'm, a, I'm a Tandy fella. The thing about it is... I'm the, a Tandy dandy. Now he's got to go head to head with the Coen brothers. <clears throat> no one wins. No one wins. Yeah. Although, according to the Oscars, fucking uh, uh, No Country for Old Men is a better movie than There Will Be Blood, which is a crock of shit decision. Um uh, no Country is a really, really good movie. It's a really good movie. And the, and the notion that the Oscars have become anything more than I, yeah, I Lifetime Achievement Awards is yeah. ridiculous. I just think that 
people have a hard on for fucking Car- Cormac McCarthy, and it's it's they it's completely fucking do. undeserved. Yeah. Like eh, that movie's fine. fucking Jason. It's Friday the Thirteenth. Yeah. Directed by de- like good directors, but yeah, it's but, like, it, but it's, it's not fucking revelatory. But it's not about Stop. old men feeling bad about becoming old men, Boo which the fuck is who? Fucking, which I guess is Oscar yeah, voters. Yeah, yeah. yeah, all right. But no, it's it's a great movie. I really really I love like it. it too. But, but I'm, there will be bloods. I'm just not willing to be like it's a better movie yeah, than there will, there will be bloods. Blood transformative, yeah. and it's a great movie. And there in no country's a great movie. The thing about the Coen Brothers is they have some low. I don't think they're batting a thousand either. No. Um, but they've done a fucking Their ton high of points though are unfuckwithable. Yeah. Yeah. Like uh, And they've done a shit ton of movies. Yeah, so. man. They made Raising Arizona. Yeah. They made the Big Lebowski, which is like I get it. I know why it's obnoxious now, but yeah. it's fucking so good. The um, the world destroyed it, but it was a beautiful thing uh, when it yeah. when it existed. Yeah. And even like the the what's the movie they made? Uh, Inside Lewin Davis? It's great. I do not like that movie, except for it's the best looking movie I've ever seen. I loved it. I thought it was fu- super fun. Yeah. I really Maybe was I engaged go with it, it the entire time, and I didn't. I, I didn't get it. I <laughs> I, I'm not too proud to, to admit when I don't get things, and that may be my problem with Lynch. Maybe I don't get it. You know what? I'm okay with I get. It. I, he doesn't make me want to figure anything out. David Lynch. The secret to David Lynch, and this is the ugly truth about David Lynch, is that. It's not the ugly truth about David. I don't want to fucking disparage him because I am kind of a fan. But I mean, part of the thing with David Lynch is like, he just wants to hang out with 20 year old women. Like, <laughs> you he know, make his weird movies and do his weird TV shows. Fucking great, man. Do it. People seem yeah. to love it. For sure. That shit is not for you, boy. Also, I mean, I love like there's a, there was this fucking there's this Twin Peaks special feature that like has really stuck with me forever. Special. Where, uh, I forget who says it. It's either one of the guys who plays Ben or Jerry, I forget. Or, anyway, I think it's one of those guys. And, um, not the dude who played Double T on Ghost Rider. Not the dude from The Warriors. Uh, the other guy. Sure. Ben, I think. We'll say Ben. (laughs) You know, owner of the Great Northern. I'll never know. Uh, He was saying that, um, also, caution, Twin Peaks spoilers follow starting right now. It's been 20 fucking years, you had a chance. Um, I like this about David Lynch where David Lynch's whole thing and this is what the guy says is that like he just has an image in his head and he shoots it yeah he doesn't fucking think about what it means yeah, it's he, not he for you to care. get or not yeah. get that's the thing like th- Bob became Bob from Twin Peaks because he was a fucking sound engineer who happened to be in a shot and it looked fucking creepy and he's like oh shit there's the guy who killed Laura Palmer then and yeah. he was just like supposed to be holding <clears throat> a boom mic but he's yeah. crouched down like uh, beside the bed trying to get out of the shot and he can't and it's like ah that's horrifying <laughs> and that's how like, the whole fucking thing happened it was like yeah. a pure accident yeah. and I like that idea of like yeah and he like and he likes the idea that everybody else adds whatever takes whatever yeah yeah and i think that's brilliant and beautiful yeah. and really and he's a great interview he's like yeah and he's like really he's about, fucking cool and yeah like, he's yeah. fucking cool he's got his own look yeah he fucking is really into transcendental meditation yeah, i love david lynch yeah. he's no paul tandy i love him more than i love his movies here's the question would there be a paul tandy without david lynch i'd say yes <laughs> i don't know how that works <laughs> me neither <laughs> uh it didn't really come up. They called over five. Okay. I'm back with some supplement material in the middle of your subjective arguments to okay. say that Bo's going to probably say something about David Lynch's Dune, but he is wrong. That film, if it is not considered, well, if it's considered as a negative, then it shouldn't be considered because, again, I think, Bo, I love you. I think you're wrong about Dune. Because it, the movie Dune that David Lynch did should stand on its own thing and not be judged on the merits by the book. Otherwise, we should judge music by sheet music. 
I love you guys. That's a Please bunch of bullshit. What? Yeah, that's no. a dog shit argument right there, and I like Dune. <laughs> yeah. No, dog. Uh, here's the thing I'll say about David Lynch's Dune. I j- it has had a profoundly positive effect on my life. I uh, love it. I hate that movie. I love how weird it is. I love yeah how everything looks. Yeah. I love that fucking weird voiceover. Yeah, man. I, I fucking d- love the makeup and the creatures. Like, it's all, I fucking love it. It's I, fucking weird and boring for long stretches. <laughs> and, like, super anticlimactic. Yeah. But fucking, man, I dig it. Is, is it one of those things like Blade Runner where it's like you don't like it, you just like the world? It's like I you just want to be in that weird, world. Like, this is the thing that's happening now. Like, as a person who occasionally talks to people about movies. Yeah. I've got a lot of people talking about how much, like, people like Secret to being like, I don't like Blade Runner. I didn't like the first one. Oh, wow. Like, that's yeah. happened like three or four times. The thing about, I think the thing about Blade Runner is no one really likes it that much. They'd really just like the world. I know people that it's their favorite movie. Really? Yes. Weird. Yes. I like it. I mean, I like it because yeah. I like noir shit. I like yeah. that cyberpunk aesthetic. And the actors are cool. There's yeah, cool totally. shit. They say cool shit. For sure. Yeah. <laughs> like, cool shit happens. He goes and gets that, I want some noodles from that dude. Yeah, but I don't know if I give a fuck about anybody in that movie. I, You know what came on TV the other day that I watched? Mm. Strange Days. Strange. Oh, is that the... Uh, uh, Ray uh, Fiennes. Ray Fiennes. And Julia Lewis. Reality. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I saw that in the theater. That movie's better than I remember it being. I loved it. Like, <laughs> I came really the theater, good. I was like, why am I the only one in Strange Days? <laughs> yeah, it's really good. It's like really kind of like a pretty movie. It's mm-hmm. like, yeah, I, I thought it was great. Yeah. I don't know. I guess it holds up. Uh, yeah, I was like uh, engrossed. Um, I will say that Dune the movie has had a profoundly positive effect on my life because I hate it so much. But I was like, people keep fucking talking about Dune, and I hate this movie. But I guess the book would probably be good. Let's check out the book, and like the book is like my favorite fucking yeah. thing. So thank you, David Lynch, for making a shitty adaptation of Dune. But uh, the argument about sheet music is garbage, Weep. dog. Stop. The weakest watery sauce. <laughs> Tandy, no. So far, one Cohen's, two Tandy. Tandy is. We're, we're not going. In, we're not adding anyone to that list yet. That's for other people to do. No, no, no. I know, but it's like the, it's an impossible pick between Cohen's and Tandy. Oh, hello. Crumpled <laughs> twenty in my pocket. I didn't know I had. Hot damn! Shit. Where are we going for let's lunch? Get some lunch going. Let's go to, let's That's been the friends. All right. Fuck it. Uh, I want to thank everybody for calling. Thanks for listening, and calling. But we have to say both, and you know why? Why? Because there's people calling who are not listening. Word. Call number two. People calling who are not you, listening. You might have to beep this Um, number. yes, this is Cassie. You called my phone number. I was just wondering who this was and what was up. You want to give me a shout back? 308? I mean, nine. I apologize. My number is 882. Area code 810. You want to take another swing at that one? Um, yes, this is Cassie. You called my phone number. Cassie, we called her phone or number? Or Kathy. It's, it's hard to tell. I'm saying Cassie with two S's. Yeah. You're saying T-H. Um, yes, this is Cassie. You called my phone number. I was no, just, it could really go either way. You're right. Fuck. Just wondering who this was and what was up. You want to give me a shout back? 308? I mean, nine. Stop. I apologize. So, so she starts her phone number. Right. To the person who has contacted her right she says 308 no no nine. nine then 882 then a completely fucking different number we're gonna bleep all of her actual number though so i mean yeah we'll have to bleep the last four digits we the part we just said is fine yeah yeah the full number that she gives at the end is not that we're going to text message right now oh really i want to bring up the i don't want to call her no 
That would be fucked up. But I am going to text message her. Cassie, if you're listening, when you receive this text message and check us out, uh, welcome to Telefriends. We're listening to the messages you leave at 304-518-JAMS. Hey, Kath, is Kath too? I would say Cass. Hey, K. C? <laughs> C. No? Shit. Ooh. Hey. Uh, just hey. Hey, girl. <laughs> <laughs> hey. The thing is, is we don't make we outward calls. just saw your message, and I think you got the wrong number. Sure. Understandable. Since we... Capital, all capitals, never. Really? Okay. Make outgoing. This is a weird reaction. Like, what the fuck is this? Yeah. Outgoing calls. Give her a however. From this number. <laughs> yes. Calls from this number. However. Yeah. Like, you can feel free to call this number whenever you want. You can call us anytime you want. We're a podcast. Cause <laughs> we're a podcast. Should I like explain what a podcast is? You know. Parenthetical internet radio. Right, yeah. Internet radio show. Internet radio show. Where we play voicemails. I know. What the fuck? <laughs> we're telefriends. <laughs> feel free to call if you have any questions. <laughs> yeah. I feel like we should put the name of the show in there somewhere. Like maybe end it with we're telefriends. This would be love telefriends. Yes. The or just telefriends? Hope to hear from you soon, Lilas. I think that's a little too deep a cut. I think you should <laughs> just stick with love because that's uh, right on the edge. <laughs> the telefriends or telefriends? That's what I was asking you. Just telefriends. There you go. I have a related. Uh, ooh, ooh, ooh. Oh, is she back? Already back? I almost sent that to the wrong person. Oof. That would have been a little confusing. While you're doing this, can, um, can I talk about uh, a, a listener who's not calling? You do whatever you want. Um, we got a message <clears throat> on our uh, social media tip. Wait a second. What was that phone number she says again? I'll tell you. My number is 882. Area called 810. 810. 810. 810-882. 810. Avenue. <laughs> I like how she gives her number wrong twice and then all out of whack. <laughs> By the time. All right, you have to give it to me one more time. Uh, okay. Guys, my number is 882. Area code 810. 810. 882. Area code 810. 882. I'm an idiot. 882. We just saw your message, and I think you got the wrong number since we never make outgoing calls from this number. We say number a lot in that first sentence. Just, we just never make outgoing calls. However, you can call us anytime you want, because we're a podcast, internet radio show, <laughs> where we play voicemails. <laughs> I know. What the fuck? Feel free to call if you have a question. Do you say what the fuck spelled out or just WTF? Spelled out. Okay. Because if you said WTF, it would be like, sort of like, oh, I've heard of that podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Hope to hear from you soon. Love, telefriends. Yeah, perfect. Sent. Oh, shit. Who is this? Why are you texting me? I will kill you and your entire... What? So, we got a message from a from a, from a a listener who never calls. That's a That was a message from a caller who never listens. Yes. This is... Uh, we got a message on our Facebook. You can find us on Facebook at Telefriends Podcast. Um, this dude never calls in, but he should. 
but it was a software recommendation. Yeah, I saw this. Oh man, changing the game. Did you did you get in there? Yeah, now I can just go like that. One button. One button. <laughs> this is the first one. <laughs> Good for a promise. <laughs> oh man. Thanks, Sabir. Guys, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's been Telefriends this week. What? No. Thanks, Taku. Thanks. You sure your theme song supposed to do off the album? Do what you love. Uh, thank you, Bo. Thank you, Casey. And we'll be here next week. Fucking episode 65, dog. That's going to be episode 65. This is episode 64. Incredible. Big numbers. That is uh, eight squared. That's Telefriends putting up big numbers. Yeah, dog. I'm just saying. Uh, yeah, we'll talk to you next week. Okay. See you in the toilet. We need improv prompts, dogs. We will. Okay. We... Let it disseminate mm, that, that we're back and doing this. People will catch up. Don't let me This is uh, Alphabet by Ken Nordine. We both have babies. Is a two story tent. B. Is a double D. All right. C. C. Is an almost O. a half B. Kinda. E. E. Is a broken rake. It's a really broken rake. Is a broken E. Is a C gone wrong. A. Is one minus one. Yeah. It's just... Someone. We can. <laughs> I don't want to run in commentary. Bye. Is a hook in the ceiling. Is an elbow leaning against. <laughs> Is an unfinished triangle.